Welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, July the 8th. And wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's joy as we continue to move through the summer season. Uh, And I hope where and whenever this finds you, I hope it finds you well-rested and able to enjoy the company of those you love. My friends, uh, we get to listen to, we're going to listen to two readings again today. The first reading from Deuteronomy, second reading from Luke's Gospel, and uh, they are the readings for this coming Sunday. We continue through Ordinary Time, which we are going to do now for a long period of time. This is that long period of Ordinary Time. Uh, Officially, this is the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So the readings you're going to hear today are this coming weekend's readings. And you're going to see the theme immediately. In fact, you're not even going to need me to talk. Now you know I'm going to, but you're not even going to need me to. You don't. Because this word, it's already there for you. And if you don't believe me, believe the readings. Because that's what it gets to remind us. So my friends, if you wish to follow along, we're going to read both as uh, out of the New American, which is exactly the uh, readings you're going to hear this coming weekend. And so Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 10 to 14. Then we're going to go to Luke, and that is Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. A very wonderful and familiar story. So let's break open God's word. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, If only you would heed the voice of the Lord your God and keep his commandments and statutes that are written in this book of the law when you return to the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. For this command that I enjoin on you today is not too mysterious and remote for you. It is not up in the sky that you should say, who will go up in the sky to get it for us and tell us of it that we may carry it out? Nor is it across the sea that you should say, who will cross the sea to get it for us and tell us of it that we may carry it out? No, it is something very near to you, already in your mouths and in your hearts. You have only to carry it out. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And my friends, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, 
a man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, The one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do Likewise, my friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, what do I need to say that these readings don't already state in their beauty? Let me start with this. This story that we hear today is only in Luke's gospel. If you read Matthew's gospel, Mark's gospel, John's gospel, it's not there. Luke's gospel was a gospel to those on the fringes. Oftentimes people will say it's kind of Paul's gospel because Luke uh, was a, uh, even in, in Acts of the Apostles, we see Luke as a companion of Paul's. And so he must have understood and heard. And who did Paul go to? He went to those marginalized, right? Those, those non-Jewish people. No, he wasn't trying to cut the Jewish people down in this story by any means. But he's saying, oftentimes in Luke's gospel, the, the hero, quote-unquote, if I can put it that way, of a story is an outsider, It's somebody on the fringe. It's somebody who we don't expect. And so it is with this story. It is somebody who we don't expect. So a little background. And again, I think it's background most of you already know. But Samaritans, of course, were considered half-breeds. They lived, uh, Jesus lived to the north of Samaria, uh, up in the, the region called Galilee. Jerusalem was in the south, and in the middle was this place called Samaria. And historical stuff, I won't go into it as to why they were half-breeds, but the Jewish people looked at them as not fully Jewish because they had inbred with the Assyrians years ago. And they were looked as second or third-class citizens within the nation-state of Israel. And so... Uh, and they also didn't worship in Jerusalem. Remember, we talked about that two weeks ago. They, they worshiped on Mount Gerizim when Jesus was setting his face toward Jerusalem. Samaritans didn't like that, right? Uh, and so they said, you can't pass through because you're not going to worship with us at Bethel. And, uh, and so for many, many reasons, they kept themselves separate because they weren't wanted. Uh, and they kept themselves separate because that's how they were treated. And so, in a sense, they began to look at themselves like that. 
So in the heart of the story, okay, so the, the lawyer asks, what is the heart of the law? Uh, and he's trying to test Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus turns the question. He doesn't say, well, here's what it is. He says, what do you see it as? And, and the lawyer is wonderful here because he takes the two pieces. Now, Jesus does this in other parts of the gospel, but the lawyer does it here. And he takes two separate commandments. Now, every Jewish person would know the first one is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's it. That, that is the, the ground upon which the Jewish people stood. It's, it's the, the center upon which they revolved, you know, around which they revolved. But the lawyer, in his, in his wisdom, and, and, and you and I must, must give him props, in a sense, and take our hats off to him. He says, listen, and the second is like it. The lawyer says this, you shall love the Lord your God, or excuse me, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and, uh, and, and Jesus says, yeah, you've got it right. Now, that second commandment wasn't right by it. It was in a completely different place in Scripture. And so this lawyer understood what Scripture is pointing to. And Jesus even says that. You got it. Do this and you're going to live. But then lawyers just being lawyers, right? And if you're a lawyer out there, God love you. We need good lawyers out here in the, in the world. But, you know, he's just kind of being a lawyer now. And he's saying, okay, now i got to test him. You know, and so who's my neighbor? And Jesus tells a story about the person who's going from Jerusalem to Jericho and, uh, and is almost killed, lying in, in the ditch half dead, right? And a priest goes by, and the priest sees him, goes to the other side of the road, and keeps going. Same with the Levite. The Levite is a specific type of it. It was the tribe of Levi, uh, 12 tribes of uh, 12 sons, right, of, of Jacob slash Israel, just same person, different name. And, uh, and Levi was one of them, and he didn't get a place in the country. The Levites roamed around all the other 11 states, if I can use that word, provinces, of Israel in the other sons' names. But they were the priests. They were the holy ones set aside to worship God, to lead the community in worship. Those were the Levites. And so this person also sees him, goes to the other side, keeps going. Now, why did they do that? Were they just in a hurry? Did they not have time? Did they pretend, oh, I just, you know, I, I just don't have it in me today? Maybe, maybe all that's true. I, I don't know about that. But the ritual law uh, made it so if they touched someone and they touched blood, that made them ritually impure. It made them ritually unclean. So the priest and the Levite who were set aside for God and who were going to probably lead a community in worship, had they touched this person, they would have been unclean and unable to perform their duties. So they put the law above a person. Now, on one hand, you can totally understand why they did that. Maybe they thought, if I do that, I'm not going to be able to lead others in worship. That's a really important thing. And you know what? It is. But, my friends, we can't put a law above people. Because the Sabbath was made for man, right? Not man for the Sabbath. Man wasn't made to serve the law. The law was made to serve humanity. 
forgive me if I, I, I don't mean to be gender specific with that, but, but the law is set up to serve the goodness of humanity. And so for them to make that choice, to choose uh, instead not to, to serve the human being in this case, um, is what Jesus is inviting us into and saying, are there moments, are there times we put the law, we put other things in front of those who are right around us? And you know what, my friends, they may be good things. We may be in a hurry and we have to get to work to do good things. And so we get angry at the people driving around us because we have to get there to do good things. But we forget they're human beings in those cars around us. And that's a, a silly example, perhaps. But, but you and I could name a hundred other ones, right? Until who comes along but the hated enemy, right? The one whom we don't expect. The one whom we, we, we don't even pay attention to. That we segment, that we, that we marginalize, that we, in our mind, think, oh, they're not the ones. Uh, even if they stumble upon doing something right, which this guy did. <sighs> okay, you know, even a blind squirrel sometimes, right? But no. No, the Samaritan comes by and is moved with compassion at the sight. He's moved with compassion. And tends to the wounds. He goes right into where the blood is, right? Cleans him. Pours oil and wine to, to disinfect the wounds, bandages him up, puts him on his animal, pays for his care, and then goes away because it doesn't need to be known. And if he spends more, the innkeeper, he'll, 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 he'll get him on the way back. He's not in it for him. He's moved with compassion. You know, I've used this many times, forgive. You know, when Pope Francis... Uh, uh, came in and, and was uh, was elected into the papacy. His friend Walter Casper, a cardinal over in Germany, had written a book entitled Mercy, and he and he gave it to Francis and said, I want you to read this and see. And, and, and Francis said, Ah, mercy, the name of God. That's who we're talking about, brothers and sisters. This Samaritan was moved with compassion, and at the end of the story, after Jesus, you know, tells the story, he looks at the lawyer and says, who is the neighbor? And, and again, the lawyer is spot on. The one who treated him with mercy. Go and do likewise. My friends, it is not enough for us to know all of this. Although it's good, it's good. But Jesus invites us to go and do likewise, which is not dissimilar, my friends, from the first reading, right? That wonderful reading, that uh, Deuteronomy, which is, of course, a retelling of the story, where Moses says, listen, you know, this law, this command that our God gives us, which, what is that command? Well, we heard it from the lawyer. Love the Lord your God with everything that you are. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. All three. All three. They're intertwined. It's a trinity 
of ourselves and others and God, that we cannot move well within it unless all of them are complete. It's a three-legged stool, as it were, that will fall over if I only love our neighbor, my neighbor and God and I fail to love myself or take any of the others out. If we love one another and ourselves without God's involvement in there, that's called secularity, and it's going to fall apart. If we only love God and do not love others, I'm going to tell you that's a false piety, and so would James. Right? Show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith that underlies my works. We need all three on that stool, and if we don't care for ourselves, we are not going to be able to love anyone. My friends, this is so important. But, but Moses says, okay, for this command that I enjoy you today, it's not too mysterious that it's up in the sky that we have to say, who's going to go up there and get it? Or it's not over on the other side of the sea that we say, who's going to go over there and get it for us? He says, this is so close to you. It's very near to you. It's already in your mouths and on your hearts. All we need to do, all we need to do is to carry it out. The priest and the Levite knew it but they didn't carry it out. Not because they were bad people. I suspect they weren't. I suspect they were just people in a hurry. I suspect they were people who looked for an excuse. I suspect they were people who put the law and and could hide within it and not serve another human being. But the Samaritan, that was the one who allowed himself or herself to be moved with compassion. Brother and sister, I want to end with a story. It's a true story. Uh, at least, you know, and, and, and I, I'll, I'll throw a little bit on the end, which is perhaps urban legend, but I don't, I, you know, again, I, I didn't do the research, nor did I really want to. Story I suspect most of us have heard. But in December of 1991, a woman read the quote that said, practice random acts of kindness. And so she Happened to be in her car that day, passing over the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. This was December of 91, so it was 30 years ago. And she got up to the toll at that time. They were taking tolls, so you know this is old school. And uh, she gave uh, the attendant there whatever amount of money and said, hey, this is for me, but also paying for the six cars behind me. And she went on. And when the next six cars approached, the uh, attendant said, nope. You're, uh, you're all good to go. Uh, the lady in the red car ahead of you paid for you. Have a wonderful day. Which in its own is a wonderful story. But what happened next is they began paying for the people behind them. And then these people came up and the same thing. Oh, the guy in the yellow car paid for you. Or the, the person in the, in the blue car paid for you. And they paid for people behind them. And that went on for almost two hours. The people, in a sense, paid that forward. They practiced kindness. Brothers and sisters, everything I've talked about today, you already know. And I, and, and I praise God for that. Because the law is not somewhere up in a cloud. It's not so distant that we can't know it. It is within you. It is within me. And what does it look like? It looks like mercy. It looks like compassion. And, and my friends, those people in our lives who we think are other than ourselves, those people who we, we, we use the term they to describe them, 
Those people who, when a phone rings, we hope it's not them on the other side. Uh, those people that we hear stories about or, or want to paint in, in, in uh, large, large swaths. You know what? They're not that different than us because the law is written in them too. And, and my friends, they are not their worst decision that they've made and they are not their worst action any more than we are, praise be to God. And, and I think what makes us all more alike, I mean, we're not the titles that we hide behind. We're not the clothes that we dress up in or the cars we drive or the houses in which we live or the, the degrees that, that we, we put around us. What makes us the same, what makes us alike, what makes us united is that law that is placed within all of us. That you know what? From time to time, we all tend to forget. That law that reminds us that we need all three. We need to worship God. We need to serve God. We need to serve one another with that love. And we need to love ourselves. And that law is in our hearts. It's in our minds. We have only to carry it out. Moved with compassion. May we allow ourselves, my friends, this day, not only to feel that compassion, to allow that law to rise within us, but may it carry us forward. May it move us to action. And that that love that we feel may be love that others see this day. And whether they connect us with it or not, like the Samaritan, is secondary. But may it move us to do something to practice random acts of kindness and senseless acts of beauty. Let's pray. We continue through the joyful mysteries, my friends. As we uh, begin, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen, the third joyful mystery, the Incarnation. Our God becomes human. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Friday. May your weekend be filled with every joy. God's blessings be well.